Hi, and welcome to Wait to Takes, episode 59, the Jack Ham linebacker for the Steelers Pro Football Hall of Fame episode. I'm Trey, joined in person this time by Dylan Tucker Cam via his crappy Wi-Fi. How are we doing, gentlemen? Fantastic. All right, winners and losers. Uh, I have, first, we got to touch on uh, no episode last well, the, week. Okay, the big loser is... All of us. The, the Waste It Takes podcast. Specifically Tucker. Specifically Tucker, but also all of us. Uh, we lost our RSS feed for now. So this may be going up on a new link, unless we can figure that out. Uh, I think we should still upload last week back-to-back. Just upload them back-to-back. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, and so you, if you're hearing this, then it's on a new link. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, get everybody who you know that loves ways to take to subscribe to the new link. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, All tens of them. So ones, we're, well, maybe. We're, we're, we're only a couple weeks into season two so i guess season two new new podcast link do it yeah, everything resets blow up everything resets yeah do another I, chance to blow up do i retroactively add every other episode back in you oh, could do, you do that do you have them all yeah they're all saved if it I wouldn't mean, be too much of a pain it would be a huge pain in the ass okay uh big loser uh, i got a lot of losers me i'm a big loser my worst nightmare has come true tom brady went super bowl in tampa um, all my Bucks takes, they're not going to the Super Bowl. All my takes that, you know, Brady, wherever he goes, will be my second favorite team. Bad take. Um, all the Chiefs, you know, crown them as the next dynasty takes on hold. Um, maybe frauds. We'll get into it. Uh, who else has got losers? I know oh, we got um, I said Ryan Tannehill is better than Tom Brady. I said I'd rather have Cam Newton than Tom Brady. Uh, so I'm definitely in the losers category, I think. I do have a winner. Me. I win the playoff pool. I'm the playoff king. It's good to be on top for once. Never win anything. I'm the only waste taker not to win an award at How the waste feel? Feels good. Does it? Uh... Does yeah. it feel good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was okay. Um, I mean, you lost the last game, but I think so did everybody else. You picked the box. Yeah, but I was... I, you were already out I didn't it. come in last, though. Yeah, there we go. Fuck you, Cam. <laughs> so, there well, we go. A second? I am pl- playoff champion. Uh, Cam, you got any winners or losers or anything to add? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, no. I typed him in the chat, and you guys from uh, last year, and kind of got our takes and then, but then... All right, this All right, good. This, yeah, sweet. Um, <laughs> this already isn't working. <laughs> All right, so um, I did not do a waste stick point because the podcast didn't get uploaded, so that's on hold. Um, but I have ways to take I'd like to lead off with. So I've had this one sit in my back pocket since the entire playoff started, really since the middle of the season. Um, it's a Tom Brady take. And it's a pro Tom Brady take. I think the presence of Tom Brady himself is worth plus or minus 14 points. So plus 14 points for his team, minus 14 points for the other team. Not now. This isn't just him scoring touch. He's not. I'm not saying he's just good for automatically throwing for two touchdowns a game. I'm saying his presence will make either the other team screw up and cost them 14 points, or make his team play better to earn them 14 points. The what I saw from the Chiefs on Sunday was being afraid of Tom Brady. 
being absolutely terrified from him. They they did not like they were not playing like balls to the wall, chief ball. They were they were playing like conservative and they just looked like they weren't really in it. They looked afraid to me. And the Bucks looked like they could not be stopped. They were gods on earth. The defense stepped it up, played extremely well. They're the MVPs of the game. Don't let the NFL tell you any anything else. Um, but then I also think back to the Packers game where Brady throws three interceptions, but the defense steps up. And Aaron Rodgers poops himself in his white turtleneck and can't score touchdowns because he's afraid of Tom Brady. I think the mere presence of Tom Brady on your team is good for a 14-point swing. Now, I want to come at this right away from a gambler's perspective. 14 points is far too many points. I don't think you understand how much a 14-point spread is. No, if the you, Jets played the Packers, it's a 14-point spread. You're saying if you put Tom Brady on the Jets and they play the Packers, that's a game that yes. could go either way. Yes. No, 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 I just disagree. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, he took the losingest franchise okay. in pro sports and elevated but, them. But this is what you're forgetting. It was largely the same roster. This is what you're forgetting elevated. is that that team wasn't bad in any aspect. They were bad. They didn't make the playoffs. But they gained so much in the offseason. They got – Old Brady, washed up Gronk, nobody wanted Leonard Fournette. Antonio Brown. Psychopath Antonio Brown, flight versus Antonio Wirfs, Brown. Though, Tristan Wirfs was a legitimate upgrade. So, yes, those are five upgrades. You can say what you want, but those are five upgrades. Did you Antonio had, Brown work out Antonio in New England? Antonio Brown as a third option on the team. No, because remember that whole thing where he raped a girl? And so we kicked him I off 100% the team. Agree. Allegedly, allegedly. But the reason he didn't this time is because Brady was in charge of the You're team. You're saying he didn't rape someone because Brady was in charge of the team? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am saying that. Well, I'm saying he sat him down and said, listen, we tried last Antonio year. Antonio Brown. You, you looked up to – sexually assaulting anyone. You look, he's a garbage human. You looked up to <laughs> Bill. You didn't look up to me. This year, you're answering to me. You're living in my house. You're talking to my personal gurus. If you mess up, it's on me, so you can't do it. And he didn't. 14-point swing. No, so I would agree, obviously, that having Tom Brady on your team elevates your team to a degree that no other player in the NFL can do. Putting a number on it is definitely difficult. It's a waste it takes, baby. But yeah, if four, you're saying, like, plus or minus 7, not not plus, like plus or minus 7. No, he's saying 14. I'm like, saying that... The other team will not score 14 points, or the, his team will score 14 more points because of his presence. Okay. The other team is missing out on 14 points by playing Tom Brady. I, I mean, I don't know how you can really back that up with like any sort of evidence. You can't. Listen, a soft but take that, would be but Tom that, Brady makes your team better. Yeah, yeah obviously. It's a cam take. No. The, <laughs> the, I am putting a number to it. He is worth 14, 14 points. It's like Moneyball. How do you manufacture runs? Get guys on your team that play better. Tom Brady, 14 points. <laughs> he doesn't turn the ball over in bad spots. He doesn't give this defense bad spots. If he turns it over, it's on their side of the field. He, They're scared of him. They don't want to give him the ball. They don't want to risk giving him a ball with good field position. They're terrified of him. So they punt on fourth and so, two wait, let me, let me come instead back. of going for it, and they miss out on points. Let me come back in again. So, like, on the offensive side of the ball, yes. Um, he, obviously, he, he's such a smart player, and he's way better, uh, you know, in-game, certain situations, doing the right play. And obviously, we, we agree with all that. Um, but it is interesting how maybe a guy 
on your offense can impact the way your defense plays just by his presence. And I, and I would say that they're confident. I would say that there's merit to that if you're if you're confident in your offense and the guy. Um, so I, you know, it's it's weird to think that an offensive player who will never touch a defensive field can influence you know a team's defense. But I think there's some merit to that. Whether you can give it a a 14 point swing is another question. That's the number I'm putting on. It. Cam, what do you think? So I agree. I think seven seven's a better number for it. That's what um, I was getting. At. I think a seven point swing makes a lot more sense. Two scores is is tough, just because we've had the the Nick Foles battle where they went back and forth, back and forth. They did, you know, they ended up winning by about a score. So I think that makes a little bit more sense. Um, Without Brady, they would have won by three scores. Is what I'm saying. So, so prove me wrong. I think. <laughs> I think this is very true and there is merit to it because it kind of brings me back to when I was playing and like you just it's just a mindset where you have like I'm a sophomore and there's there's like one two three guys on the field that I'm I'm like okay these guys are gonna make play Cam we are we are losing you I think that's kind of what they do I'm right next to the Wi-Fi. I don't know why. You <laughs> when, hear me? When you took- so you got three guys on the field that you know are going to make plays. <laughs> you know, right. It, w- it worked better last week when you took your headphones out. If you have one guy. How are we doing now? Great. Wow. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Perfectly. Hello? Hello. Yeah, we, we can, can all hear you. Now you're perfect. You. He doesn't hear us because headphones are all still right. connected. I can't hear you, but... Your headphones are probably still connected. Turn the Bluetooth okay. off. Okay, no. So Cam's saying, like, when he's when you have confidence in your in your other guys, it's it's going to help you. Like, he, he had confidence. He could just throw it, and he's like, I know Trey's going to catch this ball. So it doesn't make him, like, worried about, you know, if he throws a bad ball or what. He could just throw it up. Trey, hey, screw it. Trey's there somewhere, right? So... I mean, that's why we were so successful. But I think the more in- interesting aspect is, you know, offense to defense. As yeah, defense, exactly. As a defensive player, you're like, I mean, we got a tremendous offense, so we exactly. Ball, you we say, I, if I, if if we, if if we let up three here, Brady's gonna score score seven. Yeah. Like, I don't think you understand how many fourteen points is. Fourteen points is. Exactly so, in, how many points gambling, Tom Brady's worth. 14 points is so many. <laughs> I'm not put, looking at this from a gambling put perspective. an NFL QB on a college roster, it's probably not worth 14 points on the spread. If it's Tom Brady, it's probably worth 30. I hate you. <laughs> well, look look at it in this way, though. If it's if you have a so bus... So you're saying... Wait, wait. In, if it counts as 30. So you're saying uh, Northeastern football, if we still had a football R. team, R. but F, FBS level football team could compete with Alabama if with Brady if Brady's on the FBS team I'd be close it wouldn't it wouldn't be close it'd be a 40 just because the wide receivers would probably dog crap like in New England no, so but what that's so, if if you're down 14 points your wide receivers are dog crap that's true but it, if 14 take, points take this take this Bucks take I'm this, not moving off take this. this Bucks team take this Bucks team and put Jameis Winston a any other QB on the team, do you think they score on average 14 less points a game? Yes. I hate you. That, I mean, that's a more reasonable. Jameis Winston. That's a more reasonable. That Jameis team, Winston was on this team th- with most of the same say- offense. He had 
And he had O.J. Howard. They did not have O.J. Howard this year. He had most of the same team. So take away Gronk, put in O.J. Howard, take away Antonio Brown, and no, that's basically it. And they didn't make the playoffs. That's like a 300-point swing, 14-point average difference <laughs> Yeah, a year. <laughs> yeah. With a different QB. <laughs> I, I, I love this So take. let's say the Bucks averaged 27 points per game. Okay. You're saying that if you put an average quarterback in that system, such as Jameis Winston, let's just say. Not necessarily You're 14 saying they're less. averaging 13 points per game. Um, closer to 20. So seven. Like, 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 like no, 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 said. no, 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 <laughs> no, if he's, if he's, if, if I'm saying that Brady, it, maybe Jameis Winston is worth six points per game. So Tom Brady is worth. Are you basing this off so of, the, a the sta- of so the standard starts at what as a quarterback? Okay. So if you're, a, if so you're Cam Newton, you're worth three points a game. Right? If you're Cam Newton, you're worth three points a game. Or we gotta get Cam in here. If you're if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're worth ten points a game. If so, you're Tom Brady, you're worth fourteen. With I, I like this idea. Pat Mahomes is worth thirteen and a half. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> what zero. Not what enough. zero at this point? Um a piece of Brian potato. Hoyer. So so what <laughs> you say so what you're saying is <laughs> No, I'm probably Tom negative Brady, six. So Tom Brady's oh. worth fourteen more points than Brian Hoyer. I think. Uh, Brian, yes. I still disagree with that. This is I still disagree money ball. at that point. This is Moneyball with football. Cam? Yeah, no, and I'm the Moneyball guy, and Trey's just throwing numbers Cam? out there. I get it. I'm not here, guys, but I'm still part of the show. Uh, <laughs> let me get involved with it in a while. Uh, fun fact, the Buccaneers averaged a little over 28 points per game last year with Jameis. This year they averaged about a little over 30, so that's two points per game difference. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Each year, uh, last year and this year, they were both uh, third in the league. All right, let me wrap game. it up. Let me wrap it up with this. Tom Brady is worth 14 points a game. <laughs> All right, who's got a ways to take? I, do. I got one. Cam, get Cam involved. All right, go, go ahead, Cam. Cam. All right, so I am building off one of Trey's – I don't think this was a take of his. I think it was more of a statement um, from from way back, and now it's just something that, that I've kind of grown into. Um, so I don't think that Patrick Mahomes will ever win another Super Bowl. Whoa. Unless, uh-huh. unless he gets rid of Brittany Matthews. Yes! He's, he needs to get rid of Brittany Matthews. Um, she is bringing him down the way she is trying to start stuff on Twitter, speaking on his behalf, trying to come at Giselle, who has done nothing but be supportive and never say anything. I guarantee you, Brittany Matthews could not tell me every single position on the offense or defense, maybe not even get half of them. She and she, honestly, she's a better pair with Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson. Um, they seem like they have a lot more fun together. I don't know if he would like her. I guarantee you all of Patrick Mahomes' friends hate her. I guarantee you Travis Kelsey on that one boat party where she tried to twerk that one time, I guarantee he hates her. Um, she's got to go. I understand the, the high school love situation. Like You feel like you got to be loyal to her. She was a good soccer player. Whatever. It's time. It's time to go for her. Um, you can do better, Pat. It's time to go for You can her. do better in the in the looks category, <laughs> in, the, in the category of knowing when to stop talking, of knowing more about the sport. And she is dragging him down, and they got engaged just four months ago, five months ago. Right when he signed his contract. Right. 
typical. Um, and that was probably the worst decision he ever made. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you it crossed his mind. I guarantee you since losing that game, it has crossed his mind. Is this because of her? And I think it is. He's got to get rid of her in order for him to win again. It's not going to happen if not. I want to start out here by saying, comparing it to Giselle, do we not remember Giselle saying? I have a counterpoint. I can't. Tom My can't throw the can't ball. fucking catch and throw the ball. Too. Yeah, at the same time. I have, I have, a, I have a response to that. So I, but that's I'm, true. I'm so glad you brought this up because I totally forgot about this. I was looking at her Twitter the day after the game, and I was like, I need to talk about this. I always take. I totally forgot about it. She's 100%, 25% the reason they lost that game. Um, 100% of the time. She's 100%, 25%. How about not having an offensive line? I thought that was a pretty good reason. That's probably 50%. <laughs> I, thought, I don't know. I and the other 25 maybe... was guess who? Tom Brady, 14 points. Um, um, so he was only 25% of the so, reason. <laughs> exactly. Where's JPP in that scenario? And uh, what's his name? He's, in the, he's included in the 50%. But let me get to my point. These women that are loud and annoying. <laughs> that's awful. Can, I, can we cut that out? No. Nope. Okay. So this this girl is on Twitter talking all sorts of mist at like SportsCenter and everything. Like people get clowned on when you're losing by that much. It happens. You get clowned on. You got to take it in stride. They hype up Patrick Mahomes 90% of the time. Like so, Trevor Lawrence is gonna is gonna be a bust. Um, I don't know how his girlfriend acts on Twitter. She's probably, he's, he'll be he'll be all right, but he's not going to be everything he thinks because he got married, you know, before he was ready uh, with his money. So, but she um, is horrible. I hate her. <laughs> I actually can't stand her. I remember when she she tweeted out like after Brady beat them in the AFC tournament, she's like, "You guys talk about six rings. Guess what? Um, talk to me when Pat's forty years old. I bet he'll have the same amount or more." She also like got mad because. Twitter put up like hashtag for like hashtag Super Bowl or hashtag goat a picture of a big goat with twelve and a little goat with fifteen. You're still calling him the baby goat, oh, but she was mad. She was like, "Why is he the baby goat?" Because he's won one Super Bowl and been in the league three years. I 100% agree. She needs to go. She's ter- she's a horrible human being, and he is sick of her. I promise you. I hope she has a very safe and healthy child in the next coming months. She's she's pregnant. I hope that child is a god and very good at football because I'd love to see another Mahomes in the league at some point. But after that, get her out. Get her out. Oh, my God. She she sucks, dude. She sucks. Uh, I want to say this game was the ultimate Wait, let me address the Giselle thing. Yes, Giselle came out and said my husband can't catch and throw at the same time. Good point by her. Wes Walker shouldn't have dropped that ball. Um, But there's a reason they weren't winning. That was during the 10 years they didn't win Super Bowls. She had to learn. When she learned, shut up and watch and support my husband unconditionally and not talk miss about the other teams, then they started to win again. Well, she could still learn. Giselle? No. Oh, Brittany? No, she, she can't. Giselle was never on Twitter saying all this stuff. She one time, one like once said a thing because Wes Welker's a big dum-dum and dropped a game-winning Super Bowl pass. I, I want to say this. This game was the ultimate. Pat Mahomes can't catch the ball. I mean, throw them all and catch it. This man ran 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage in that game. He threw balls while, like, upside down, chucking the balls from a side and then throwing 30 yards on a dime and hitting dudes in the 
face. Are you defending yeah, Brittany? Football. And if Brittany was no, in, I'm in, defending. In if she said happened. Pat Mahomes can't catch the ball and throw it, I might have retweeted it. If she came out <laughs> and said one thing at the end of the game, that's different. Did you look at her Twitter feed? No, never once. Oh my god, it was the entire game. Crapping on Sports Center for not hyping up her husband. No oh, god. Uh, yelling about not being Beyonce. the baby goat, being the actual goat. Um, just screaming oh, about the refing, screaming about everything. It's, it was ridiculous. So, and and I'll say, you know, as a man, you want to fight your as own, a white man. You want to fight your own battles. What's your last name? And Matthews? if you have your girlfriend trying to fight your battles for you, it, it, I don't think he wants it. It's to. not a great look. I don't and, think he and, wants it. And to. you, you sure like you, you walks into the locker room the next day and 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 the teammates are like, what the hell? Like, what's going on with with Brittany? She seems a little upset. <laughs> or like, or like, or like, it's just fuel for the other team. Like, oh, you're gonna have your girlfriend uh, get upset now. Like, like it's definitely gonna eat into his brain. If I was him, I'd just be like, hey. You gotta quit. Cut the shit. You gotta cut. You gotta cut the shit right now. Uh, all right, Tucker, what's the take? Yeah, so I'm gonna get off football because football's depressed me, um, and I'm gonna kind of steal a take from Cam right now. Um, so I'm thinking about college basketball right now. I'm thinking about March Madness. I'm excited for March Madness because maybe that'll be the next thing that brings me happiness in the COVID world. Is because uh, football COVID. definitely won't, except especially without the XFL this year. Mr. Rona is listening. Through. But um, a non-Power 5 school is going to win March Madness this year. I'm seeing that directly off of Cam's uh, take that, that a was non- wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> guess what? This time it's going to work out. March Madness is way crazier than the college football playoffs. The number one team always wins in college football. It's just boring in that way. But in basketball, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So- Maybe it'll be Northeastern. No. But it won't. So, but, <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, a non-what? Non-Power 5 team. So, so not SEC. ACC, SEC, Big right, 12, right. Big 12. No, I'm not going to count Pac-12 in that list. I'm going to say but Pac-12. Power 5, aren't they? Okay, non-Power 4. I don't consider Pac-12 even on the list of powers. Why are you in the Pac-12? Yeah. <laughs> I don't consider <laughs> Pac-12 in a, as a Power 5 school. So, I'm going to say... A non-major conference is going to win it. Cam? I'm sorry. I missed the beginning. Win the entire March Madness. Win it all. Yep. I'm stealing from you, Cam. Oh, okay. Um, I said that this year for the uh, National Championship of Football obviously yes. didn't work out. Um, nah, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's <laughs> an easier take than what I did because Gonzaga is – Insane. I don't think Gonzaga's gonna win. I don't think they'll ever win a championship for some reason. But yeah, I I, I mean I I can't disagree with this right now because if you ask me which team's gonna win this year, I would say Gonzaga, and they're not power four. So yes, I guess yeah. Well, it's not gonna be Duke. It's not gonna be Duke. It's not gonna be Kentucky. It's not gonna be Kentucky. That's that's part of it. Is that like all these major power schools are just awful this year? How often does this happen? Or do you do, think this was the so does do, non power? I mean, does non power four teams almost win? never? I can't think of the last, I can look it up, but I don't think I've like. Well, if it's gonna happen, it'll happen this year because of COVID. It's COVID, baby. What Cam? Go ahead. One, um, it's not that unlikely that a non power uh, whatever wins it. You UConn won it. Um, what was that like? Eight years ago, maybe. Yeah, I was in middle school, maybe freshman year. UConn won it anyway. Um, 
Also, back to my Belmont take a while back. A while back, I said Belmont. Watch out. They're great. They would have won the tournament this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to come out being great. I gave a bunch of stats. They are currently 20-1, something like that, and absolutely throttling every team they play. 20, 30 points, doesn't matter. Cam. Watch out for Bel- Belmont. I got Belmont in the Final Four this year. I just looked it up. Outside of UConn, there has not been a non-Power 4 winner. Well, actually, you see non-Power 5 winner since Loyola in 1963. So it's not very common. UConn. And- he I said, said outside, said outside of, of UConn. No, I know, but I said UConn. <laughs> Dell? I don't know enough about college basketball. Neither, neither do but, I. But, I mean, the take is essentially COVID slaughtered all the big teams from getting draft or getting uh, new recruits. So it evens the playing field. So if, if there were to be a year, like we said, it would be this year. So I don't hate it. I agree. I, I, I don't think it's a bad take. It's a little, little softer than Cam's take maybe, but we're used to that out of time. Uh, Dill. Not soft at all. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. My takes aren't just stupid like yours. <laughs> Dill? Waste of take? Yeah, so here we go. Today, Tom Brady take. Today, Tom Brady went on his boat ride, um, got uh, got obliterated uh, in, in terms of the consumption. I think he probably had two shots. And... Uh, you know he let he lived let 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 uh let the spirit live and you guys got, got a little uh, wobbly. Um, this is a new Tom Brady I haven't seen really before. You know g- getting that buck wild. Florida Tom Brady. So um, I think he's tasted a little bit of the of the good life here, and I'm gonna say uh, when Tom Brady retires, whenever that is, and he's just living his life, he's gonna become. 300 pounds. He has been on a tear in, on his body, keeping his body in shape and, and being an unbelievable specimen for years. He's got his, his Tom Brady method and everything, uh, his, his eating regimen. He is going to be, at one point, fed up with all this baloney. He put in the work, the time and effort, and now, when at, well, not now, after he retires, he's going to just let it all loose and he's going to put all of those 30 years of good quality healthy habits away and uh, get some snowballs in his body and drink a shit ton of beer and he's going to get fat as hell. So I could not disagree more. Uh, his entire plan after he retires is to set up a lifestyle brand with TB12. And what person's going to buy TB12 if they look at the founder and he's big and fat and ugly? So I, I think he can't. I, I think he's going to reach a point, and he's not going to be able to do it anymore. I disagree, Tucker. What a shame it is. This is the only thing I'll say about the parade today. Maybe I'll have to say more later. But uh, what a shame it is for anyone that has idolized Tom Brady growing up, because what a terrible role model he was. Terrible. The excessive com- consumption of alcohol on there. It's disgusting. To an almost disgusting state where he couldn't even walk straight. Uh, not following COVID guidelines at all, walking around maskless with hundreds, thousands of people. <laughs> His what? teammates I'm sorry. all around and putting them at risk with COVID? Putting all of them at risk. I'm sorry, but that's not who I want as a role model. Florida has changed Tom for the worst. Tom Brady isn't someone that kids can look up to anymore, and that's a real shame to see nowadays. Do you think Tom will be 300 pounds? No, absolutely not. Cameron, this is the beginning, I'm telling you. 
I also don't think he'll be 300 pounds. I think even if he ate 300 pounds worth of food in one sitting, he would stay the exact same, if not lose weight, because that's just how it goes for him, according to his the beginning of his rookie season to now. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that being said, what Trey said, um, he's planning on starting like a fitness brand, eating healthy, whatever, afterwards. I love the celebration, though. I love the... Um, the the million dollar yachts and tossing the Lombardi Trophy to Gronk. God, I wish it fell in the water. <laughs> they got another, right. He's got seven. Gronk's got four. They got plenty to go around. Doesn't matter if it sinks. It'd be way more fun if someone dove and got it. Even more partying. So I thought it was great. You know, he's he's out of that finally. You know, um, straight jacket that was New England for oh him. God, and he I can finally be himself and be free. In, in Florida, and I, I really, you know, I'm happy for him, to be honest. Okay, let me address the parade thing right now. Everyone's saying, oh, look, he's so happy. Like, they get to, like, he enjoyed himself at the parade where he's usually pretty reserved, blah, 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 blah. Okay, first of all, it's his first one in Tampa, so it's different. It's like, if you're doing the same thing six times in a row, yeah, maybe it gets a little monotonous, right? Like, Guys can guys have enjoyed themselves on those duck boats. Like Julian Edelman's first championship, he went buck wild. He was drunk as hell. He was throwing around signs of Richard Sherman. He got a Snapchat leaked of him that night sleeping with a girl. It was electric. Um, so yeah, that's why he was so excited about this one because this is new. This parade's not good. It sucked actually. I'm ready to say it sucked. <laughs> yeah, all right, you're on your boats away from all the people. Yeah, They'll say COVID. 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 They'll say COVID. <laughs> They'll still do that. They would still would have done the same thing. I guarantee you, the same amount of people would have been there. Florida doesn't care about COVID in anyway, so the same amount of fans would have been there. It's not like COVID stopped the fans from going. Boston parades. People who haven't experienced it don't understand. It is wall to wall people. It is dollar beers at the bar afterwards. It is chucking beers to the guys, watching them rip it. It is so much better. Than this stupid Tampa parade. Tucker can attest to this. He's been to plenty. It's it's and and like you say, oh well, it's warm down there, so that's why it's better. No, the fans are more dedicated. There's more fans, and they're out in the freezing goddamn cold because they actually care about their team. You can just look at the the Super Bowl shares for TV ratings, higher rated in New England than in Tampa. Those fans don't care. It's a garbage parade for. Garbage people, I will say it, garbage people of Tampa, who I ha- now have a vendetta against. Um, I think that parade was a sham and boring and sucked. And, oh, look, there's Tom Brady 500 yards away, just like I always see him. Instead of, look, there's Tom Brady 25 feet away. Here's a beer, buddy. That's so much better. Yeah, you could throw a beer at a football player. I threw I, a beer to an NFL lineman. I watched my friend Peyton throw Mookie Betts a fireball shot. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And that kind of interaction you can have with your heroes is can't be bought. And you'll say, oh, well, they're on million-dollar yachts, duck boats, their boats, and their cars. <laughs> Suck <laughs> it. <laughs> Suck it. Guess what? If Boston had – like if, if Boston wanted to do that parade, if Boston – if Tampa was Boston and Boston was Tampa, Boston could just drive their, their duck boats down into the water and keep going. So – Credit Parade. All right. Let's break down the game. First quarter. Uh, first of all, this started off pregame ceremonies I thought were nice. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't remember who they had singing the anthem, but they had two people doing it. it was, Eric Church uh, and Eric Church no, and not, no. Jasmine. I want to yeah. start off apologizing because I sent out a tweet. I was somewhat intoxicated, uh, cussing out a uh, medical worker that happened to have done the coin flip. She did pick. She did flip it for heads, which is wrong of her, and she should have put out a formal apology to me. But that's beside the point. Suzanne Dorner, I apologize for telling you to go fuck yourself on Twitter. Tails does fail, turns out. Uh, big prop bet loss there. Um, but uh, overall, felt non-COVID at the beginning of the game. Felt pretty pretty good. Um, so first quarter, Bucks get the ball, three and out. Brady throws a bad pass in the flat. Uh, I'm thinking, here we go. Then the Chiefs come out and do absolutely nothing, and then the game was over from there. Um, I don't really remember much of what happened specifically in the first quarter, just that I think the Chiefs started off very slowly and were not playing aggressive. Cam, you're muted. Yeah, it was 3 nothing Chiefs at one point, so there was some, there was some hope. Yeah, the Chiefs came down after the first two uh, down – down and backs, and they got a field goal. And it was 3-0. Yeah, so it was pretty, pretty... I'll say, all they say to start this, that to, outside of the storylines, if this was a game played in week six, this game was boring as hell. It sucked. The game itself wasn't very good. Um, anybody got anything on the first quarter or anything, the start of the game? I honestly, I don't have anything on the whole game. I don't I don't even think there's any talking point that I could waste my breath on. It was... It was Probably second worst Super Bowl I've watched behind, probably worse than the actual uh, Patriots Rams 10-3 game, because at least that one was one score. I'd argue so, the New York the New York Super Bowl Denver Seattle, which was oh, over was, at halftime, was, was miserable. Okay, yeah, yeah, even oh yeah. Um, the Panthers Broncos one was pretty awful. They were in that, at the end though. They they made a push at the end. Yeah, they, that's when Cam didn't dive on the ball. Oh, Business yeah, decision. Maybe, yep. All right, well, I actually do have something to talk about because I think – I don't remember what the score was, but the, the Chiefs were only down by like 10 or 17 at some at one point in the second second half. And they're driving down the field, and they get a field goal. They get into field, field goal formation. Or no, the Bucks are driving down the field, excuse me, and the Chiefs go to – first of all, the Chiefs use two timeouts to try to slow down the Bucks. Why are you giving the Chiefs timeouts? I mean the Bucks timeouts. Why are you giving them time? Why are you giving them time to figure it out? Second of all, the they they get into field goal range. The Bucks and the Chiefs finally get a stop, and then they jump off sides, and Brady's able to turn that into a touchdown. I mean that right there was the end of the game for me. The boneheadedness of the Chiefs. I don't know what happened. I I don't know if it was this, the whole thing with the sun weighing on Andy Reid. But they looked like they didn't belong there, and that entire sequence to me was the end of the game. Um, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the sloppy now, play of the Chiefs at the end of the half. No, I believe that that play was for the second touchdown to Gronk afterwards. The, the I think so. The we were, the Bucks were gonna uh, punt or or kick a field goal, and they just lined up offsides. And Sarah was right there on the call. Like, these dudes were way the hell off, so they called it. Um, but before that, uh, the first touchdown, I believe, for the Bucks was um, the same situation where it was fourth and five, and uh, – no, sorry, sorry. This was, <clears throat> this was the Chiefs. They were punting, 
and they had a penalty called on their punt, and the guy had to re-punt, and he punted it out of bounds. It was a, just a squib kick, and then that's what it was. Yes, no, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, so the that, Chiefs had the ball, yeah, to start that whole thing. Yeah, they kicked. They kicked a booming punt. Yeah, but there was a, a penalty. Mm-hmm. For and a hold or for, something. For something. A I think hold, it was yeah, a hold. It was a hold on the Chiefs. And it was a five-year penalty. It was fourth and five. And then he shanked it, and that's what set them up to drive. Right. And then they stopped them, committed the penalty, and they ended up getting a touchdown. Right. You're right. I missed part of that. That was so important. The, and the big play or the big part of this game was the Chiefs punter. That guy had like barely punted. Their 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 punter wasn't their their number one punter wasn't in the game. So I mean that was a, obviously a big decision. So it was. It was. No, no, no. It wasn't that he he wasn't the starter. He was the starter. He'd only he just doesn't punt a lot because they're good. The Chiefs. Oh, okay. Chiefs. He only punted. The guy with the long ass hair. Yeah. Trevor Trevor Lawrence 2.0. Oh, okay. So he just doesn't punt a lot. Okay. So it was that was the reason why they got off. The Chiefs got off to a bad start. Was that that squib punt that left the Bucks at like the 35? That was the beginning of the end. Yes. Yeah, it was Prashad Breland defensive holding. Uh, I think that was the big the big penalty. Um, so Breland had a terrible game. Um, you go later in the game. Breland was the one who got called for that uh, hit on or the the DPI on Mike Evans. Let let me just break down. This is a good time to break down the officiating. I think the officiating in this game was horrible. I don't think it made that much of a difference. I think the Chiefs were outmatched, and I think the Bucks would have won anyways. But the amount of calls on the Chiefs comparative to the Bucks, I thought was ridiculous. I think some of the some of the 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 one in the end zone where they called pass interference in the end zone absurd was bananas. I think un- I haven't seen a ball ruled uncatchable this year. I think that's not a rule anymore. I don't know if it is because they give a, a big benefit of the doubt. On, yeah, on the <laughs> the Mike the Mike Evans one, the deep one down the sideline. That was at the end. That was part of what set up, I think, that last touchdown in the second quarter was the deep pass to Evans that was that was in uh, interference. First of all, for the Chiefs' perspective, did you not watch game film from the NFC Championship? Like, you got to be in that position. You got to be like, okay, everybody, get the fuck back. If they throw, if they throw a, if they score a field goal here, we're all right. We'll we'll get out of it. But they decided not to go everyone back. Now I didn't love the call. I see why it was called. I think Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans sold it a little bit. But I think they got tripped up, and I think it was a fair enough call. That one I wasn't mad about. But just the fact that every single like time there was holding, ticky tack holding on the Chiefs. I think I I have a beef with Sarah Thomas because I think this game was very poorly officiated. Well, there was there was like four or five or, or three or four calls, and it was one was the. The being just lined up offsides that hurt the Chiefs. Then the other one was the the pass interference in the end zone. The other one was pass interference on Mike Evans down the sideline, and then there was the um, the holding on the punt. It was those four calls that really, you know, turned the tides for the Bucks early in this in, in the second quarter, and I think it was the first quarter for for one of them. Um, no, third quarter. And you know those sealed the deal for a Bucks victory. And and you could be ticky tacky petty on some of the calls. I think they were realistic enough. The one in the end zone maybe not, but the other three were I think very fair calls. Um, and and the one in the end zone, if that was not called, I don't think it would have changed the. So the the, the touchdown setup was the Antonio Brown touchdown, and they were uh, they went up on that touchdown twenty one to six. So if they didn't have that touchdown, it'd be what fourteen to six. You're still very much in that game, and you're you're getting the ball. 
yeah. to start the half. Um, so it was that pen, punt, punt, uh, the penalty on the punt, the penalty on the field goal, and then the penalty in the end uh, before the field goal, the penalty on Evans, um, and then the penalty in the end zone. So, and that was when Brady and Matthew met and yep. yelled at each other. Now Matthew came out and said, Brady said something to me that I won't repeat. Implying something racist was said. Yeah, but the I thing, don't buy that at all. But then uh, he found out Brady was mic'd up and he deleted the tweet. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. I think that's a cheap, like a cheap thing that some players do. You think about the Mason Rudolph incident. A cheap, the, a cheap thing that players do to try to gain sympathy. I think that Matthew is a mouthy player and that's the way he plays, and I think it's fine. And Brady was letting him know who his daddy was, and I had no problem with it. I had no problem with that. So what happened? What happened was is there was a a play um, on wh- where Matthews like broke up a, a pass and he came straight up to Brady and said something to him and Brady was barking. It was a, it was third down and Brady barked back at him. Like I'm coming right at you. We're coming right at you. Yeah. And then uh, they went back at him. He got the pass interference call in the end zone and then they went right back to him again for the Antonio Brown uh, touchdown and Antonio Brown ran the ran, wrong route on that too. And, I found that out. But but then Brady ran right up to Matthews right after that touchdown. He didn't go to Brown. He went right up to Matthews and barked in his ear like I yeah. told like I told you I was coming to you. Yeah. And then that's when the finger wagon and the yeah and the and then Brady chased him off. So it was just like Brady like I'm, we're coming right at you. You better be ready. And he just he just muffed it up. Cam, any thoughts on that whole sequence or the Matthew stuff or anything we just talked about? Like Dylan said, it was the beginning of the that that one punt. It's kind of what ended it for them. I mean, they got the ball back and scored, went up. Gronk scored a second touchdown. At that point, it's fourteen three, maybe fourteen six. I don't even remember at that point. Um, and then leading up to that incident, the offsides, the third and two, where Mike Evans drew the pass interference. I think it was a good call, but. How do you? How are you not in position to just make a play there? I mean, watch film, know what they're doing there. I thought that was an easy play. Um, and then, yeah, just going forward. I mean, the Matthew thing and the and the Brady thing, I thought was cool. It was fine. Don't even throw a flag. It's the Super Bowl. I don't think there should be any unsportsmanlike anything, unless it involves physical contact, no taunting, anything like that. It goes. It's the Super Bowl. Let him talk. Let him get it out. I thought that was dumb. Um, but, yeah, I don't think – the Tyron Matthew, he left it, you know, very ominous. But – and initially everyone thought it was racial. And then it came out that, you know, he, he was like, oh, no, no, no. It was nothing racist after he found out, you know, that they could prove it. So I don't think there was anything wrong with that. It's just guys toying around. I just have a lot less respect for Matthew after that. First of all, he had a horrible game. He did not look good at all. There was one play where Brady threw a pass and he had his arms out like, what, what are we doing? It's like, yep. dude, figure it that out. That was the touchdown play. Yeah, so I don't know. Gronk. All right, halftime, the weekend. I can't tell you a single thing that happened in that show. I uh, spun in that room. The meme of him spinning in the room yeah. I think is the most – this is a bottom five halftime show I've ever seen. Incredibly boring. I, I just personally don't love The weekend's music. The only couple songs I like are Can't Feel My Face, Blinding Lights, or Blinded by the Light, um, whatever that song's called. Um, it is Blinding Lights. Blinding Lights. I, I, can, I don't know anything about 
anything else that he sings that I don't really care for it. I like the car. He spent $7 million of his own money, I guess, on this halftime show. I don't know what he put it into. Um, but I oh, understand. Fireworks. Did you see the fireworks? Yeah. I, <laughs> under- I understand that he was maybe a little handcuffed because of COVID. But it was a garbage halftime show, in my opinion. No special guests, nothing like that. So I didn't like it. Uh, thinking about last year was like that show was amazing. That was worth watching the Super Bowl in itself, the J Lo Shakira show. Um, that this sucked, Dylan. I wouldn't say it was great, but I didn't hate it. The one thing that was weird was the uh, audio, especially yeah. at the beginning when he first came out with the with the people behind him. The, the music was much louder than audio. I didn't really know like what he was saying half the time. But I knew the song, so I, I could pick it up. I didn't think the half, halftime show was that bad. I thought it was okay. Um, I, I'm not going to dwell on it and be upset at, by it or anything. I thought it was a- average to maybe like slightly above average. It was all right. I, yeah, no, my mom was like, why can't I hear him during that yeah. whole thing? They, they messed up something with the mixing. mixing. Um, Tucker? Yeah, I thought it was pretty average. I mean, it wasn't terrible. He did. There's some cool parts to it, but I mean, overall, I'm not a huge weekend guy. So I think I'm pretty sure weekend fans were like going crazy about it, how great it was. I think that there were like two different groups of people, people that loved it, people that hate it. Um, but I, it did need guests. Like the weekend's great, but he's not like a generational talent that has like 15 that can go on an eight-song set at a Super Bowl and everyone know every song. Like, there were times where I didn't know the song, which kind of sucks. With, like, in a Super Bowl, I feel like you should know every single song that goes on during it. That's true. So I thought, like, he definitely should have brought someone else out there with him. But, uh, you know, you get what you get. Cam? Yeah, Cam, you have a lot to say on this, huh? No, I actually did not watch the halftime show this year. Um, you texted us and said my halftime breakdown will be the greatest thing this show's ever seen. No, I said my halftime breakdown last year was. Oh yes, true, very very much true. No, I didn't watch it this year. Um, after last year, I don't know if I'll ever watch one again, boys. <laughs> um, I I did read something afterwards about like what the purpose of it was, which I didn't actually like because the weekend kind of made it. He he made it like a, a symbol and representation of like his self growth, and he performed at the Super Bowl halftime show, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, if you want more information, look it up. It was it was something about him getting beat up and showing up at the Grammys with a beat up face, and then getting plastic surgery, and then you know at the Super Bowl halftime show, it was like him showing how he got through it all. And there's a breakdown. I don't know. So I had dumb. seen oh. I had seen him earlier this year with like fake plastic surgery on his face, like yeah. his lips were all puffed up, he, he and was I was playing. like, "This is a Super Bowl stunt. He's gonna come out and like rip it off or something." But I didn't follow the whole storyline. He was playing a part, you know, the last six months up into up into now, like acting like he was, I don't know, some other like persona. It was like I'm not I'm not big into that. No. So eh. okay. Before we get in the second half, dream halftime show. Your dream artist to perform at the halftime show. Don't let me go first. Mine is Jay-Z and Kanye. Jay-Z with featuring Kanye, just as a guest. Don't, keep it limited. One song, Paris, 
friends in Paris, and um, Orlo Uzibert, who put out a th- he put out a cipher halfway through the game and was like, "I'll never perform at the halftime show. Everyone will think I'm a hoe. I'll do the national anthem and shake my shoulder, and all the old ladies will hate it." So um, I would like to see Lil Uzi Vert do it. I think it'd be very funny. Uh, Dale, dream dream guest. I don't I don't I don't know. I I have no I I'm not interested in the halftime show like other people are. I really don't care. It could be the worst halftime show or the best halftime show, and all I care about is getting to the second half. So it doesn't really bother me. Parker. Yeah. So it's gonna be Chance and Kanye for me. Like peak Chance and Kanye. Like I'm talking like. Chance in like 2016, and that actually no Kanye is the like as the main guy, him doing like a few of his songs, then going into Ultra Light Beams with him and Chance, and then Chance doing a couple like Acid Rap and Coloring Book would be my dream halftime show. I don't think you could get Kanye to do a full halftime show without something horrible happening. Yeah, no, but I'm talking like this would have had to happen like four years ago because Chance I also couldn't listen to now. Um, Cam, dream show. Mine would be Eminem, 50 Cent, Blink-182. We got a lot going on. All at once? What's up? All at once? Shout out to the clock. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. So it would start off with Blink. Uh, They would do their, you know, top three, four songs. They they have a a good, solid top three. Um, And then M would come out. 50 would come out, join him. And then maybe they, you know, on the way out, they they have a new song that comes out, something like that. Those are just kind of my favorite, like, you know, hype up rap is like Eminem, 50, and just back to my childhood, like first rappers, favorite rappers. And then Blink-182 is just like kind of emo punk, just getting you hyped up. I think they would crush the halftime show. The best halftime shows, besides, you know, have always been the the rockers right the rockers that just go nuts yeah the and grudge rockers no, for sure it's not the kate perry's it's not the jt it's not the weekend who try to put on a show it's the guys who just go out there and, and scream and everybody knows the words and the creed halftime show is obviously the one that everyone refers to with the cowboys jersey on but um yeah that's that's my dream. Well, the number one like ranked all time is Prince. Prince, right? Prince was great. Prince was incredible. What's but the, he's part of part of that like classic rock class. Yeah, where, I, and so now I'm kind of changing mine that I kind of would have preferred. Now I'm kind of thinking back to it. I'm like, yeah, actually, when you have like the rock or like the pop punk or something like that, it's a way better vibe for a Super Bowl halftime. We also don't have any Princes or Michael Jacksons anymore, so there's Good not friends. even anyone you can compare it to. So yeah. you kind of have to go with what we got. Trey, no Ariana Grande for you? I would I would very much enjoy an Ariana Grande, especially her new stuff where she's all horny all the time. I think that would be great to watch. <laughs> um, okay, second half. Uh, the game's basically over at this point, 21-6. Chiefs get a field goal to start it. Um, still haven't scored a touchdown. It was a 52-yarder. Um, Mahomes is 0-6 for 6 on third down. Uh his own, their only conversion was on a run to this point in the game. Um, and then the Bucks get the ball. Leonard Fournette uh, goes 27 yards for a touchdown. Uh, and the Bucks have scored uh, touched, scored a touchdown on four of their fast, past five possessions. Now, I, the Leonard Fournette thing, playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, he has 
I did not think think much of this signing when it happened. I thought he was washed. He really balled out for them. Uh, I think it was a big miss by the Jaguars getting rid of him. But all, at the same time, I think he was done in Jacksonville. I don't know. Cam, thoughts on Leonard Fournette in this game? Yeah, I'll give all props to Lenny. I think he averaged like 110 yards per game in the playoffs, 105, something like that. And he called it from the beginning, too. He didn't even, you know, he he was like, playoff, did he create that? I don't even know how that I came think, about. I think it was part of my take who started it. Well, playoff Lenny is a very real thing, and he proved it, and I think it's just going to give him confidence going into the next season. And Ronald Jones he's going to have to take a hike or take a back seat, one of the two, because he's going to be the number one running back. That is Leonard Fournette. Um, he, he proved his stuff, and everybody knew that he was, you know, something out of college. It's just he happened to get, get trapped by the Jaguars. And, you know, not, not great things happen to people who get trapped by the Jaguars every time, so nobody really knew what it was about. But they have a great offensive line, and he could make some moves, broke a lot of tackles, made some really nice cuts. He's, he's going to be good. I, I don't think he's going to stay with the team. I think he's going to get paid by somebody, overpaid. He's on, he's a free agent now. But uh, he joins Terrell Davis and Larry Fitzgerald as the only players to score in four playoff games in a single postseason. So, uh, Tucker, Leonard Fournette, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, it was electric, just playoff Lenny as a whole. But uh, in terms of his – I mean, I didn't think he was exceptional. In the, I mean, he was very good in this game, but I would – like, obviously, I think playoff Lenny's more of a joke than an actual, like, uh, incredible know, playoff performance. He played well in the playoffs. I know, no, he did have some good performances, but they weren't absurd performances. Like, none of them were crazy to me, in my opinion, but maybe I'm wrong. So, uh, now, I'll jump in. So, obviously, Leonard played uh, a good playoffs for sure. Um, I think this comes down to, you know, Brady having confidence in a guy. Um, and we know Brady was calling the shots. And I think he realized, like I said last week, um, why he would be feeding Gronk a lot. And he ended up feeding Gronk a lot. So you were 100% right. Huge winner for me because he goes to the guys that he believes in. And it's only one game. You know, Fournette and Gronk, both of them, pretty old, kind of washed. But uh, in one game, they have the ability to put out a one-game veteran performance and and that's what uh Frenette did in the Super Bowl he did it in, in the playoffs and, and throughout and that's what Gronk did in the Super Bowl yeah I, I want to touch on Gronk because I said I didn't think Gronk was going to be a big piece of this game they used him like they have in all season they left it they kept him fueled up for the last game and he blocked like unbelievably he blocked, he blocked and that's what I think is still strong in his game is his blocking I think his receiving's fallen way off but still he was great in this game it crushed me inside to see him score those touchdowns um, and it was, it was tough to watch, but he, he played well. Tucker, Gronk, any thoughts? Um, yeah, no, Gronk had a really good game. I mean, he caught the ball at the right time. So I think he only had three receptions, but two of them went for touchdowns. So, Hey, you know what? When you catch the ball at the right times, good for you. I mean, even though he's older now, not, he's definitely not the Gronk he was, earlier but he, i mean he's still a weapon he's still six seven two sixty and runs faster than a linebacker so i mean he's still an absolute force to be reckoned with and, and again that's what they can do that's what he can do um in a one game situation yeah that's absolutely. What i feel brady had that confidence in, in the older guys in this i game. think this game put the gronk kelsey argument to bed 
Uh, Kelsey had a few big drops. He looked like a bomb. Oh, yeah. Cam, your thoughts on the Gronk-Kelsey argument? Um, yeah, I'll take Kelsey. He looked like crap in this game. Yeah, he looked Did you know they're the same age? Did you know that? No. Are they? Yep. Yeah, what are they, 31? Something like that. Yeah. No, I'll still take Kelsey. I mean... You have no argument, so you're just moaning into the into the microphone. It's fine. I think Kelsey's better. Okay, That's well, all. Gronk has all the better numbers and four rings compared to Kelsey's one. So I mean, if Patrick Mahomes had time, he would have had time to get the ball to Kelsey. I'm surprised he got out to him as much as he did. All right, so nobody scored the fourth quarter, so let's use this to talk about Mahomes and that line. Uh, I said last week in the missing episode that they're going to miss Eric Fisher big time, and boy, did they. He had no time to throw. But some of his incompletions were incredible. The one where he was level to the field and hucked it like 25 yards right into his guy's hands and he didn't catch it. My on, God. On the end zone. Like yeah, in, the, in the touchdown. Line. Yeah, but the guy dropped it. Uh, I still think Mahomes will win a couple more. I don't think he's going to ever touch Brady in the GOAT conversation. Tucker? I will say I don't think this game goes against Mahomes in terms of his legacy at all. Because no. I think Mahomes still played. Like, regardless of what happened, what the outcome was, what his stat line was, if you watch the game, no one said, hey, this Mahomes guy doesn't have it, or this Mahomes guy isn't clutch. He was making the throws still. He was scrambling. I mean, he's getting surgery today from an injury that he I had was, during I was going to say that I think he, that injuries were more prevalent than yeah, previously. but no. even with the injuries, I thought, I mean, he still played a high level of football. The throws he was making were throws that only Patrick Mahomes could He got make. no help. He just had zero help. Like, he he had at least two touchdowns that were just straight up dropped. Where was Le'Veon Bell in this game, by the way? They couldn't have dropped it to the flat to him a couple times? Right. I didn't see him on the field once. I don't think he was on the field. I didn't expect him to play. I heard that he was, like, good to go, but I didn't really expect them to use him. And they didn't. Well, um, yeah. Also... I think Andy Reid is a bit of a fraud. Fraud alert. Because like, he didn't adjust well. He didn't do anything. He did yeah, not do anything. Yeah, I, I really thought that after halftime, like, look, this is where Andy Reid will Ta- You texted me 20 to 3 vibes, and I was like, no. Well, <laughs> I just thought, I'm like, look, it's Bruce Arians versus Andy Reid. You're coming out of halftime. Who do you trust more to make the adjustments to win the game? They've also come back from down that many before. Yeah, exactly. And with, and I mean, they have a reputation of coming, playing from behind really well. They've done all these things, I thought. But I think the O-line was just too much to overcome. They just physically couldn't hold them. And it's hard to develop anything when you just can't develop a play at all. So put the Bill Belichick-Andy Reid discussions to bed, I think, as well. Cam, thoughts on Mahomes and Reid? Yeah, it's going to be tougher for Reid now. <laughs> um, and it brought me back to kind of the salary cap thing that I was thinking, Dylan, that you brought up uh, about a year ago. Um, I think they have a couple decisions to make, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be one of the prime factors to actually have a say in who stays and goes. I think he has the best idea of who he needs around him, at least in terms of the offense. The defense might be a bigger issue. But it's clear after that Super Bowl that it's an offensive line thing. They get Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher signed back. I think they're fine. Maybe you know, top 10 offense line in the league again. Um, I think they're going to have to cut back on probably two wideouts, 
you keep Kelsey and Hill and maybe you keep one of your fast guys and then just that's it. You got to rebuild everywhere else. Stop paying people. Defensively, you're going to have to get rid of Frank Clark, Chris Jones, or Tyrod. I don't think they're getting rid of Tyron Matthew. I don't think they're going to get rid of Breland. I think they'll probably get rid of Frank Clark and try to salvage the the D from there, which Frank Clark didn't have a you know, standout season by any means. But um, the cap room is going to come back to haunt them probably in two years or so. So I believe the Chiefs are going to have to figure it out this year, kind of go all in. Um, Mahomes is going to want it. He said, I want to be the GOAT. I want the ring now. They're going 19-0 this year. Okay. Um, so Brady wins the seventh. Uh, he uh, now has more Super Bowls than any other franchise. I want to die. I want to address my Twitter uh, during during and at the end of the game. I'd like to say that I am an absolute alpha male. I weathered the storm. I had everybody coming at me because I'm vocal about not wanting Brady to win this game for good reason. And um, I think that all you have to look at is Cam's Twitter to to look at this. Cam Bra- Cam hates uh, Cam hates the Patriots so much because he had to grow up listening to us talk mist about the NFL every single year, and he was ecstatic and he tweeted, "Ha ha ha! It was always Brady, never the Patriots." Blah 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 blah. And we went in a big back and forth Twitter rant. I'm not going to address it, but I just I just think so many people are so many Patriots fans that are acting like this is their Super Bowl. Like we we did it. Like our guys did it. These are our guys. No, this directly hurts the New England Patriots. I, I put out my rant. It's on our Instagram. I'm not going to say much more on it. But I just like to say that I'm an alpha male, and I alpha everybody on Twitter on Sunday night. Um, Tucker, as, as one of my defenders, as someone who agrees with me, uh, and one of the only few smart people, I think, that are on Twitter.com, uh, I'd like to get your, your thoughts on all these Patriot fans and, and the, the downfall of the Patriots in the eyes of people like Cam. Uh, and, and your thoughts on these on, on this celebration that's happening around Brady right now. So I think there's two different types of fans. There's fans that are happy for Brady. I'm not one of them, but I can understand where they're coming from. If you're just like, hey, good for Brady, I'm happy that he's happy like that, I hate you, but I understand you. For the people that's saying that they won a Super Bowl, you're not Patriots fans anymore. It's Don't ever speak that. to me again. You're not a Patriots fan. You're uninvited from any future Super Bowl parade. Any Boston sports parade, just don't show up. We're going to mug you. If you called this your Super Bowl, you won a Super Bowl, you should be mugged at the next Patriots Super Bowl parade. End of story. Dylan? Yeah, I'm with you, Tuck, too. Like, I, like I'm happy for the guy because uh, you know, I, the story's pretty decent. A team didn't really have faith in him. He didn't have faith in the team. He goes somewhere else, proves everybody wrong. You know, that's a good like Cinderella story. And I don't hate the guy for that. Um, I definitely don't feel this as a, as a win for me, but it's like watching, I don't know, my favorite hockey player on the Bruins, like say Bergeron, who's sweated, sweated his entire career in, in Boston and goes somewhere else and wins in a different conference. Like I'm not going to be really like upset by that. Um, I wouldn't call the Bucks like uh, like a, a favorite team of mine, but I, I wasn't upset at all to watch uh, Brady or or Gronk win. You know, it's, it's good for them. Don't you think it's bad for the Patriots? I think it's bad for the Patriots in, in, in your, like, your assessment where, you know, it looks bad for the Patriots' way type of an ideal. 
Um, but that's just like hogwash, you know. That that, that comes down to just like an- analysts who never played football uh, coming to a conclusion that really doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, you still have a Patriots team with a tremendous head coach and a, and a tremendous mindset. And if you had a quarterback and a better team now, and the Pats went like. 10 and 6, 11 and 5, made the super, made the playoffs and, and, and lost, like, say, in the first round, we wouldn't even be talking about any of this because we would still say, oh, yeah, like, Patriots are still a thing. And, and they weren't do far you not off th- from that. Do you not think that this directly hurts the rebuild? I don't think it hurts the rebuild, per uh, se, because, again, we're still the, the Patriots, and I think still guys are still willing to you know, become the next group of the Patriots. And, and, and you know, I think that's going to drive players still to the team. I don't think that this is going to bring people away. All right, Cam, you brought up how your team is, you know, beat the Patriots twice and blah, blah, blah. And you're, nobody's – I mean, to be real with you, your team has been in the trash can for a decade. They're garbage. Nobody even talks about them. Nobody knows what they're going to be in the next year, probably bad again. <clears throat> um, so your, your thoughts on this whole Patriots-Brady thing? I mean, I have a couple sides to this. So uh, if I were a Patriots fan, no, I would not be rooting for Tom Brady. I would be the very, very, very smallest bit bit happy for the the biggest argument of the other side, which is he did so much for us. Yes, I I am like that, too. I am slightly happy for him. Right, exactly. But at the end of the day, the, the result of him winning is tweets like, it was always Brady. It was never Belichick. And I, those are the kind of tweets that I just agree with right there. I agree with them 100%. I think that Patriots without Brady would be nothing. They would have no Super Bowls. And you said at the beginning, he's, he's a guy that just wins. And he has some sort of a demeanor about him. He's got a 14-point spread automatically. Um and just being a Giants fan just makes it that much better. I just wish they beat the, beat the Eagles. I would rather Tom Brady have eight than seven if it meant the Giants were the only ones to beat him. But, you know, we'll take 2-0. and out. And I think from a fan standpoint, I the best fan to be right now would be Giants fan. <laughs> All right. And you could argue Bucks, but the Bucks fans probably weren't as there's no such thing there's no such thing as a bucks fan this that's (laughs) that's been there for from day one okay um quickly let's do way too early playoff predictions cam you went through last year's playoff predictions did you want to break that down quick i did i did um we do have a winner there was one person that stood out with the most correct playoff teams picked so we'll start in order of least to best um with and also we picked them way too early when it was still a 12 team playoff so this is out 12 teams not 14 but um so coming in at fourth place with six of the 12 playoff teams from this year myself i picked the ravens the chiefs the titans the packers the saints and the seahawks um Outside of that, I didn't do too hot. Obviously, my Dolphins, Broncos, Bengals didn't go too well. <laughs> I, also had, I also had the 49ers, Cowboys, and the Falcons. I totally forgot about. So that was a good one. Um, tying at seven and seven. Trey and Tucker. Oh, oh I did. What are going to be now? 
Trey had the Ravens, Chiefs, Titans, and then he had the Packers, Saints, and Buck. Oh, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Bucks. I think I didn't so the Bucks was a key one for you. Good pick there, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're a soothsayer. Um, he also said the Broncos, the Texans, and the Cowboys, and the 49ers would make it. They did didn't not. I say the Patriots? You, you, oh, yeah, the Pats. Sorry, I yeah. missed the Pats. I'm all writing. Um, Tucker said the Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, and Browns. Big Browns guy. Let's go. Um, and then fell apart a little in the NFC. He had the Bears, but he picked the Saints. Or he picked the Saints and the Rams, but he also picked the 49ers cowboys and vikings as well as the texans and the pats and the afc and then your big winner dylan batham with eight of the 12 teams correctly picked i've got to tell you what the difference is i picked the steelers he picked the chiefs the titans the bills the ravens the steelers wow nailed the afc afc was beautiful except he also picked the texans who did not make it um, and then on the NFC side, he picks the Packers, Saints, and Rams. He also had the 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles, who did not, in fact, make it. But 8 out of 12, congratulations, Dylan. Thank you. All right. So let's let's do this quickly. Just I, We don't want to go into playoff, Super Bowl, or anything. It's just division winners, wildcard teams. AFC East. I got the Bills again. Uh, Dolphins, who knows what they're going to do at, with Tua. Maybe trade them. Patriots, long way to go. Jets, miserable. Uh, I think the Bills got a good story to build on. Now that they lost in the AFC Championship, I think they'll build on it next year, and I think they'll be a contender. Dylan? I'm going Bills as well. Bills. Cameron? Bills. All right. AFC West. Chiefs. Bounce back. Super Bowl hangover. Okay, has everyone got Chiefs? Yep. Super Bowl hangover won't be a thing. Um, Okay, AFC North. I think think the Browns got it. I think the Ravens are going to take a step back. I think Lamar is a little shaky. Um, I'm going Browns. Tucker? I mean, Dylan? Oh, geez. This is tough. Way too early. Um, I'm going... I'm going Ravens. You know I'm going Browns. Cam? Ravens? Ravens. All right. AFC South. Uh, I'm going to go... This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Colts. No, I'm going to go Titans. I'm going to go Titans. Colts are going to have to figure out quarterback. I think they might hit a little bit of a bumpy road in the in the beginning there. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go Titans because they have a solid set of guys that can win. Dill? I'm going Titans as well. Colts? I'm going Colts, and there's two reasons why. One, if they pick up Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is going to be good enough under Frank Reich like he was in the Eagles to bring him to the uh, – division title two if they don't get Carson Wentz that means Andrew Luck is coming back to town and they're going to be Super Bowl contenders so Colts all the way so it's two wildcard teams right right you yeah yeah two three 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 wildcard teams yeah there's seven teams in the playoffs I don't know I get confused okay um Colts are one of my wildcard teams uh Ravens are another of my wildcard teams and I got to do it Patriots Patriots, my third wild card team. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Browns. I'm gonna go uh, Colts, and I'm gonna go the. Uh, I'm gonna go the. Shoot, uh, Dolphins. 
Oh, shoot. Tucker? I'm going Raiders, Patriots. Wait, who's playing the NFL? Oh, I should have done so much. Raiders, Patriots, and Titans. Cam? Yeah, there's one that you guys missed. Um, I'm going to go Dolphins, Titans, Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, That's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right, I NFC. Love them firing the coach. I think he's going to figure it out. He's going to be real good. Yeah, I don't hate that. The only reason I picked Patriots is out of loyalty. Um, I would pick the Chargers otherwise. But, okay, NFC East. I hate it. I have the Giants. I hate it. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> Giants. Cam's having a party. No, I'm hitting the Cowboys. Let's go. Cam? I got the G-Man. I got Big Blue. I think we got we to gotta sign at least two of our top three targets from retaining free agency. We might get Kenny Galladay Ooh. as our biggest target, I think, wide receiver-wise. And then we got a pretty decent draft number. So I love the Giants this year. We're, we're building on something. Tucker? No, I'm taking it back. I'm going Washington football team. T- sign Taylor Heineke. To sign Taylor Heineke. Now I know they're going to be good. All right. I love Taylor. NFC West. Uh, I hate this. I hate this division. I think they're going to take a big step back. I think the, the Seahawks are going to take a step back. I think the Rams aren't going to be as good with Stafford. And I think the Niners might get rid of Garoppolo. Um, so I'm going to go Cardinals. I think the Cardinals uh, take another step this year. They've taken two steps in a, two steps in a row both these past two years. I'm going to go Cardinals. Dale? Um, we're going to go – oh, shoot. Um, uh, I'm going to go Rams. Oh, yeah, I'm going Rams. I think they take a huge step forward with Stafford. I think that they need some – they saw something in him that they couldn't get out of golf, so I believe that if they're willing to give all this away, they think that they have a real future with him. Cam? Yeah, 1,000% Rams. All right, NFC North. Bears. I'm going to do it. Bears. I hope they trade for Wentz. I think Mr. Trubisky's done. RIP in peace. Um, I think I, I'm doing this only because I made a take that the Packers are going to get rid of Rodgers. Um, I am going to go Bears. I hate it, but I'm going to go Bears. I'm going Packers. Yeah, no, I'm not doing this two years in a row. Last year, I just didn't even put the Packers in the playoffs, and I knew I was wrong when I said it. Packers. Oh, I hate my, I hate, I hate my pick. I'm going Packers only because Aaron Rodgers is going to give everyone in that entire facility an earful of what he wants this year in order for him not to leave, and he's going to get what he wants. So he's going to get Rondale Moore in the first round, and then they're just going to build the offense, maybe one defensive person in the whole entire draft. I think the Packers are going to win it, but they're still not going to make it to the ball. Rondell Moore podcast. Uh, NFC South, Bucks. I'm going Bucks as well. Tucker. Fuck the Bucks. Give me the Saints. All right. Saints for Tucker. Cam? Bucks. All right. Uh, Wildcard teams. I am going with the Rams. I'm going with. <sighs> Packers, and I'm going with Seahawks. Jeez. Um, I'm going to go uh, Seahawks, and then I will be going – scroll down for me, Trey. I'm going to go Saints still, and then I'm going to go Bears. It's going to be the same thing as last year, this year. Uh, give me the Bucks. Give me the Bears. Give me the Cardinals. Cam? 
Saints, 49ers, oh, Cardinals. Seahawks are out. Russell Wilson leaves after next year because they didn't give him enough help. He's out next year. Okay. Seahawks are playoffs. So we're going to keep going because this is our longest episode of the year. List, guys. New segment. New segment alert. List list guys. Cam, if you don't know, is a huge list guy. Makes lists of actually everything that exists. If you ask an opinion on something, he's got a list of it. Uh, We're going to do bottom five NFL teams and why. Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I need to get to my list. Okay. Is everybody ready? Yeah, I have mine down. Dylan, are you ready? I'm going. You go. Okay. Do I want to go all at once or do you want to go five all all around? Okay. All at once. I'll give you my bottom eight, but I won't explain the first couple. Colts, Steelers, Broncos are in my bottom eight. Then number five, the Eagles. The Eagles are a scumbag organization. They're not good. They should have never beat us in that Super Bowl. Brady threw for 500 yards and still didn't win the game. Bill Belichick decided, I'm the man. I'm not going to play Malcolm Butler and cost us the game. Uh, They've been sucky ever since. They are a sucky team. I hate the Eagles. Okay, uh, number four, Ravens. Lost a lot of big games to the Ravens over the year. They're a scumbag organization. They house scumbags like Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, who is a murderer. Not enough people talk about it. And John Harbaugh is a giant crybaby who hates when Bill Belichick mentally alphas him. Number three, this is a new number three because they were higher on my list, but they've dropped recently, are the New York Jets. Laughable organization. I just like laughing at them. Uh, I, ha- I hate them. I love seeing them lose. Nothing better than crapping on a Jets fan. The Jets are horrible. My roommate in college was a Jets fan. Every single day I reminded him he was a Jets fan. Um, number two, new spot holder. Just jumped into my top eight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You took my favorite person ever from me. You made him a champion. He's happy now. He wasn't happy his last few years in New England. I hate you for it. I will always hate you for it. And number one is the New York Giants. The New York Giants have taken two Super Bowls from me. They ruined the best story ever in sports. The 18-year-old Patriots would have been just – I would have even needed needed any more rings after that one. If we would have got that one, 18-0, with Randy Moss and Tom Brady. The fact Randy Moss ever won a ring here is disgusting. Um, so I will – I respect the Giants. I'll say this. I respect them. Uh, the reason I don't, like, hate them, hate – like – talk bad about them all the time is because I, re- I respect them, but I hate them. They friggin' suck. And they've been bad for 10 years, so that makes me happy. Uh, Dylan. So this is this is just teams that I don't like. The bottom five teams that you hate. Okay, so I'm going to lead off in no particular order. I'm going to go uh, Giants, same reasons, because they just beat the Pats, and that pin to the helmet still haunts me. Um, then I'm going to go the Ravens as well, just because I just never liked the Ravens. They, they, they were pesky with the Pats years in, years in the past. And like you said, Harbaugh is a crybaby. So Ravens for sure. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, uh, the Colts just because all the years in the past with, uh, the feuds between the Pat- Patriots and the Colts. Deflate Gate. And yeah, Deflate Gate for sure. Um, I'm going to go Cowboys just because everybody likes Cowboys. They're America's team, but they're freaking garbage. So they're going to be going down because I just, I don't, they're never good. They're always supposed to be good. They're frauds. I'm going to go Cowboys there. And then lastly, Green Bay, just because I do not like Aaron Rodgers. That team has just squashed every opportunity that they have had in the past. Uh, It only counts if you win more than one, and Rodgers has won. 
And I love Brett Favre, but in the past whatever many years Aaron Rodgers has been on the team, Green Bay has just kept plummeting in my brain. So Green Bay rounded out at five. Tucker? Yeah, so coming at number five is the Ravens. Uh, me and Lamar got beef. He knows it. I know it. Um, <laughs> he definitely knows it. I don't know why I have beef with Lamar Jackson, and I hate the Ravens as a whole because of it. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely the number five. I'm actively rooting against them in any game that I watch them play. Uh, coming at number four is the Jets. The Jets could be lower on this list, but they're so bad that they just kind of climbed up just because, like, they're kind of cute how bad they are. It's, like, kind of laughable. Yeah. Uh, number three is the Packers. Just way too many Packers fans in this area. It's weird. I don't like you. Title Town. They just, they for some reason think they're above everyone, and they're just not. They think Aaron Rodgers is this go, is the go. It's weird. Packers fans suck. I hate all of them. Uh, coming in at number two, or yeah, number two is the Giants. I think that's pretty apparent. They took two Super Bowls away from us. How can I not hate them? Coming in at one is the Bucks. I mean, this might be recency bias, but I hate the Bucks. I was. I've never rooted for the Packers in the game. I was screaming for Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. So I have to put them at number one. I'd say that's reasonable. By the way, that Giants, since you brought up the helmet catch, uh, there was two holds on that play, by the way. Nobody ever talks about uh, Richard Seymour was being held. Uh, Cam, bottom five. Yeah, holding the ball to the helmet and holding his nuts while we dance all over your team. Uh, <laughs> It's a good response. I respect it. Um, I also have a top eight. The first, the, the, the bottom three of the, outside the top five, um, the Browns, the Lions, and the Texans. If you know anything about football, you know that you can lump these three teams into a category of just historical failures. Losers. Um, and that's why I hate them. It's nothing more than you should win or else you are not respected by Cam, let me stop you real quick because I have all the teams ranked and there's a bunch that I have disliked just because they never win. So that's a yeah. ex- extremely good argument. <laughs> yeah, no, and there's some people there's some teams that I you know I'm I'm fine with like the Vikings. They haven't won, but they're you know they're not always terrible. They're my dislike. You're just a failure. And then there's the teams that are uh, the Browns, the Lions and the Texans and those teams. The Texans especially I just cannot stand. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> he just hates the Texans. I hate him. I hate him so much. And I feel bad for Sean. I can't wait for him to get out. Same with JJ. Um, Copy on the top five. Number five is the Jets. They are also in that argument. Um, they actually won a Super Bowl. Joe Namath, I actually liked the guy, but that was 70 years ago, and I forgot about it. So the Jets also play in the same stadium as us, so it's kind of a rivalry there, and they are the Jets, so they are my number five. Uh, number four is going to be the Redskins divisional rival. I'm a big divisional guy. NFC East has always been com- competitive, whether it's the teams are really good or the teams are really bad. It's you know it depends on what generation you're in, I guess. But we're always competitive, and the Redskins just divisional rival, always chippy. Just don't like them. Number three least favorite team that's going to be the Patriots, and that is strictly because I was born in Massachusetts, and you guys are my friends. Um, <laughs> number two. Eagles, because I hate the Eagles. They are a terrible franchise. They are terrible fans. They are terrible everything, and they happen to be in the NFC East. And when Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson ran back that punt return for a touchdown, I wanted to kill multiple people. 
Um, and then last but not least, the Dallas Cowboys are my least favorite team of all time for obviously reasons. The Giants and Cowboys are huge rivals, and I hate all Cowboys fans ever. I have a couple friends that are Cowboys fans, like them, but I just can't stand the Cowboys. I can't stand Jerry Jones. I don't like anyone on the Cowboys team or that has ever been on the team. Ezekiel Elliott, not even an exception, even though he went to Ohio State. Still don't like him. Got into the league, played for the Cowboys, fumbles all the time. Cowboys are a joke of an organization, never going to win another Super Bowl in their life. Hate them. All right. That's the list, guys. First time for that. I liked it. We'll have to keep this going. All right. Offseason. Movie time. We are into the movies. Let's go. Uh oh. Does anybody have a movie? Nope. To pick out. You should go. You won the you won the playoffs. All right, I'll go. Um, I've watched several movies recently. I think I'll pick one of those. Uh, do you guys want one on Netflix? Because yes, it's, it's, yes, it's tor- but yes. it's torturous. Sure. It's long. It's a musical. Oh god. Okay, I'm interested. All right, we're watching Les Misérables. I watched it recently. Because I just felt like it. I've been wanting to watch it, so I'm down. Yes, yeah, it's 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 worse than you remember. Oh, I've never that. watched it. Les Miserables is the movie. Come in ready, boys. Do your homework. Two weeks in a row without doing it. Boom. See a point. So nobody could watch it this yeah. week, and it'd be fine. But then you're on next week when whoever goes. Les Miserables is the movie. I'm excited for movies to come back. I was a little tired of movies at the end of last year. I'm excited for it again. All right. Uh, that's Waste of Takes. Super long episode, but Super Bowl extravaganza. It's always this long. It was long last year. Um, thanks for getting wasted with us. Check out our new RSS link. We're probably going to have up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, check out our socials because we have to push those heavily on our socials now. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Deuces. Peace.